me a couple minutes here, just getting warm, getting my uh, systems all set. I got to get it over onto Sage News Live, so if something more to go down on this one, you guys can follow me on Twitch or on Facebook or on Vimeo. So just so you guys know, if you needed to, you could go from here over to sagenewslive.com um, if something were to happen. So let me just get set up here. than the mic. Well, I can fix that problem. Let's just back this down to here. All right. Let's get that started. Decimals lower your gold. Alright, I think I got it right now. I think I bumped it down right now. That should rock right there. Just so I got everything set up. Alright. So let's do this. Now that I got this, let's get the party started. And uh let me turn this off and roll the intro. I'll be right back.
let's, let's do, do this. Everybody in here. All right, let's bring me on and let's do the background and let's get out of start. And that's over. All right. Here's what we got going on. So we got a couple things real quick. Um, real quick announcements. Um, if you if something if YouTube happens to go down, you can go to sagenewslive.com. That's sagenewslive.com, and uh, you can check it out, or you can go to Twitch. And definitely, like I said, follow me on Twitch. Um, that way, you can catch me there. I'm also doing a short broadcast of this on Twitter, and it's also on Facebook. But I never go on Facebook. I just basically stream to Facebook. But and my Vimeo. So I've got this going out. So I've got an interview. A couple things I want to go over. So. One of the things that uh, is going to basically change up a little bit is at some point I kind of made a decision that I'm going to be a little bit um, more me, right? And more me is there's too much crap going on and I got to start calling out people and saying, no, this this really isn't true. You're wrong. So not just putting out the information that I'm putting out, but I don't really care who you are. If you're putting out stuff and you're grifting or you're just trying to, you know, do crap and, and, and stuff like that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what you need to hear. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear, right? So it doesn't matter if you're in, like I said, if, we do, if I do my Wednesday show or if I do whatever in trucking, 
Um, I'm just going to start topics, and you guys, somebody's welcome. This isn't the call-in show. I've got an interview to do, but I've got a, a call-in show. You're welcome to click the link. You're welcome to debate me. You're welcome to talk to me and call in and tell me I'm wrong, but you're probably going to lose because I'm always right. So basically, this is kind of where I want to go with it. Um, there's just been way too many people uh, grifting and tell and, and just basically trying to sell stuff that just completely is not true and getting either caught in the lies, you know, where, where me and Will do this, or um, just just absolutely posting incorrect information. And I've got another interview that I'm going to possibly set up. I'm going to probably get, you know, Will that I just reached out on Twitter, and she basically said, yeah, come on back. And she was an intelligence officer um, for the U.S. So we're going to start bringing people on like that. And then all these other people, I'm going to straight up call them out. And they're welcome to come back on the show. They won't. Uh, Liberty Warrior, he won't. Jeff B., he won't. Um, guys like this, like I said, even um, trying to explain to Monkey about those great about the ships and stuff. Those are not container ships sitting around not moving freight. That's not how it works. Commercial vessels move freight. It, even if it's less containers, they're not going to sit there with no containers. They're going to move freight. Uh, that's how they make money and things like that. But it's it's correcting information that is not true. Um, it's becoming extremely dangerous. We are actually, I'm going to do something else because we're actually becoming a society that um, is, you, they're forcing short information. Like uh, TikTok, I can't do TikTok. My shorts that I try to do, I, I can't do them because they're forcing blurps of information out as much as they can and that's the thing oh will check your text uh so text me your i need your p.o box again i don't remember what it is unless it's on the thing you're sending me either way this is basically the approach i'm gonna take and some people ain't gonna like it and don't tell me no i will track you down i text me the damn thing because it's just it's what i have to do i'm on a mission from god and yeah, I have to do it. So just text me your damn address. I mean, I don't ask for much. Just give me the damn P.O. box number. I mean, seriously. Don't make me have to get Phil on the line, hack it all up, and send me to the beer guys so I can send the beer guy, you know, uh, a subpoena for address. Anyways, um, so this is kind of the route I'm look. I'm going to be starting to go, and it's probably going to upset some people and whatever, just who I am and who I got to be. It's going to be information that's going to be real information, but backed by real people, real receipts, and things like that. And I don't care if you're in the logistics. I don't care if you're in trucking. I don't care if if you want to talk brokering or freight, or if you just want to. If we're going to talk what I, you know, what I'm talking today, I'm coming after you. All right. That being said, let me do this, and I'm going to go to my display button. Perfect. Works. All right. So. One of the things we're going to basically cover today is I did an interview, and of course that blocked that. So let me move that over so I can see the comments. All right. I did an interview, um, and he basically comes. I'm going to let me introduce himself, basically. He comes from Eritrea right here. And this is, this right here is China has a port here. So China controls this area. And he comes from this area, and he's gonna. We're gonna kind of talk about what happened there, um, how he got out, 
um, of this country because it's a communist country that the president, who used to be a freedom fighter that fought for freedom to, to, to you know, separate from um, Ethiopia and stuff, and basically then got trained by uh, Mao communism and how to control his country through communism. Uh, their main export is gold, and yet they don't have a lot of money, which is kind of confusing to me. If you're exporting gold, you would think that, hey, you know, you'd have a lot of money, but what do I know? So I basically the interview, it was easier to do, so I'm going to probably stop it and start it, and that way, you, you know, you can understand everything he's basically saying. But um, let me do this real quick. No, I want to don't want to do that. I want to cancel that. I just want to bring this down here. And we're going to blow this up here. And we're going to do it this way. All right, let's get the party started. All right, we are here at Sage News Live. And I've got a very interesting guest. And I want to thank Shivan Fleet for hooking me up and being able to uh, meet with, with Fillmore here. And he comes from a place that I got. I want you guys to seriously listen to his story. It's very, very important. Um, and this is something that he, we, uh, he's coming on to make sure that everybody hears this story because we have to, if, we, if you can't hear it, then you can't, and you don't learn about it, you're not going to see it's coming. And it it's, looks like it's coming this way, correct? What we're about to tell him? Yes, so why don't, yes. why don't you go ahead and completely introduce yourself, tell them where you're from and everything, and uh, we'll, we'll jump right in. All right. Thank you, Sage, for having me. Uh, and I really uh, thank Ms. Shitvam uh, Fleet for connecting us. And my name is Philemon. I'm originally from Eritrea in the, uh, in the Horn of Africa, which is well known as the North Korea of uh, the region. And Eritrea uh, is a very small country and it controls the, the Red Sea. Uh, and uh, uh, it controls uh, almost 600 miles of the Red, the Red Sea and 300 uh, islands, and it has a lot of minerals and gold. But unfortunately, it's under uh, a communist state, uh, which is as under a single man, uh, under a single man rule, who went to China in 1960 to study Mao's communism, and came back to Eritrea, became president, and indoctrinated all our people uh, from education system to uh, to administration, to judiciary system, all the institution has been controlled by uh, the state and uh, been a tools of that state ever since. And Eritrea, uh, and um, I, I grew up in Eritrea until the age of 18 and I had, uh, I ran away from Eritrea and uh, went to uh, Ethiopia, Sudan, Egypt, and uh, uh, Israel. All right. So basically, what happened was is he he took off and he ran away, and then he ended up um, ending up in Israel. Basically, just ran out countries and traveled different countries. No food, no basically money. He, people helped him, and then eventually he got to Israel. After three years of horrible journey, and then I stayed in Israel for almost five years. And then in 2016, I came to the greatest country, which is America. I've been here almost five years, so I'm so honored to be here with the uh, freedom-loving Americans. So yeah, let me let me kind of dive into that. Um, so basically, the there he's the president of the country, technically correct. I mean, he's a dictator, but they he was voted in. 
<laughs> basically to be the president. But before that, and you'll have to help me with his name, um, he was a rebel, right? He was a freedom fighter, right? And that basically helped lead the freedom fighters to take the country back, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And what what's his name? His name is uh, Isaias in our mother language, but in English, uh, it means Isaiah Aforki. Isaiah, right. Isaiah Afoki. Yeah. yeah. That one I can pronounce. Everybody knows I'm bad with names, so that's why I had you do that one. So, but he once he did that, he literally went to China and he got trained to be a communist politician, now president, in China. Yes, that's and correct. They literally taught him this is how you will be a politician. Yeah. Under communism. And that was with Mao. He actually studied under Mao. Yes, that yes, exactly in nineteen sixty. And, and then and he was actually he was he'd met Mao and everything. And and basically yeah. Mao said, Okay, we're gonna train you. And he went through this training. And 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 when I do this, I'll I'm gonna make sure that so just so everybody knows, I need when we start to get into this, I'm gonna kinda of stop and explain what's up going on today. So if if anyone out here can shoot this, share this, fire this over to people like Liberty. And Liberty, if you're in here, please, please Go ahead and jump in that chat and stand up like a man. Because I want you to hear this as you lead your people from your summit. I want you to actually hear what is actually going on here. Because uh, you're one of the people now that, are, in my opinion, are pushing things that they're going to be pushing. Both the right and the left is what I'm talking about now. I show pictures and I'll show the articles so that they, people can see this also. So after coming back... He then became, how did that work? He was voted in? So, well, here is the story. Uh, in 1960, Eritrea... Real quick, Twitter, I'm going to go ahead and kick you. So you're going to have to join us over on either on Twitch or on YouTube, or you can go to sagenewslive.com. Uh, but thank you for joining us over on Twitter. I uh, was federated to Ethiopia. Uh, so in Ethiopia, there was a new regime uh, uh, overthrowing the kingdom. Mm -hmm. which is, happened to be a communist uh, regime in Ethiopia. So that communist regime uh, kicked out all the Americans uh, based in Eritrea. There was an American military base in area. They kicked them out. They nationalized American uh, campaigners. So, and uh, this region went to uh, uh, Soviet Union, which is at that time the, the Soviet Union. They become uh, cooperative, and the Soviet Union came to Ethiopia, which included Eritrea, uh, controlling completely. And so, and then Eritrean people had to start a revolutionary army against this communist dictator regime in Ethiopia. And All right, so basically they had to fight against Russia. Russia was coming in and controlling portions of it. And they had to say, hey, we don't, we don't want to be about Russia. We're going to go ahead and fight. Um, and we're going to start a revolution because we don't want to be <laughs> this communist. We don't want to be with this Russian communist. Uh, when we, we, we had to start that uh, uh, revolutionary army, the president, which is the current president now, which was the leader of the army struggle at that time, he went to, uh, he, he really want to go to Russia, to Soviet Union. Mm. But because the enemy we were we were fighting is happened to be a right. communist regime supported by the by the Soviet Union, so he cannot go to China. 
So what he did is, okay, then if I, uh, I'm a communist, then if I couldn't go to China, then let me, uh, I couldn't get to Russia, then let me go to China because right. it's also, we have similarity because our people are peasants, majority of them are peasants and farmers. So we have actually much similar in culture. We have civilization, we have our own uh, writing system. So it's actually, we are similar to China than to Russia. And then, Okay, so basically then what happened was they said the, the actual, this president um, wanted to say, hey, I want to go to learn from Stalin. I want to learn from Russia. I want to learn the way they run their government. And basically what happened was they said, well, we're fighting them, so we can't send you there. So then they said, well, uh, then I'll go to China and I'll learn under him. I'll have China teach me how to be a politician. Later on, you're going to hear that people are coming from England and telling them, that capitalism is bad, and they're teaching that in, the, in their schools. So stay tuned. So he goes to China, and he learns from China, and they they teach him how to be a politician because they're all peasants, and they're you know they're poor, and the, and the people over there are about the same. They have English, they have writing, um, so they're able to do this. Now he he, we'll go on. He went to China, and then he met Mao, and he was not only him, by the way, a few of leaders, the top right. leaders of the armed struggle and they were trained for almost one year and a half and they taught me taught them all the tactics that they used like even how to uh, conscript farmers what to say to the farmers you know to the which is uh, the, uh, the right word is the proletariat you know the proletariat the peasants the working class so like what to tell them what to say to them and then how to make them your uh, your part of your struggle so Okay, now, right there is very key to what he just said. So when he went to China, he learned what to say to the farmers, what to say to the peasants, and what to, how, to, how to basically start to brainwash them, and then how to make them a part of your struggle, how to make them a part of this fight, all right? So it's not just about brainwashing them to, to go against each other and go against the rich and go against this. You then have to come in and say, look, we have this bigger problem that we should all get together and we should all do because it's the bigger problem. The government's all corrupt. It's all bad. Schools are bad. Military is bad. Police are bad. Medical is bad. When you destroy all of those, so that struggle is the whole system is bad. Everything is bad. You have the right saying it. You have the left saying it. And they're all pushing us to the middle. And that middle part is where they tell us everything is bad, so we need to blow it all up and start it all over. That is that, that goal of all this. He, he was told that, and he came back to the revolutionary, and he used all the tactics that Mao taught him, and he organized all the peasants in Eritrea, and uh, uh, not only in Eritrea, also another group from Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. uh, so... He formed two groups, one for independence of Eritrea, another group is to overthrow the Ethiopian regime. Mm -hmm. uh, so he, he created two uh, political communist groups. And then in 1991, he successfully overthrew the communist regime in Ethiopia, and he, uh, uh, we proclaimed our independence, and he installed another communist regime, <laughs> it's called TPLF, uh, or Malady, so Marxist-Lenin group. It's a little bit different version. He okay, so then what he did was he said, okay, I'm going to create um, two groups, you know, two different 
communist groups, right? So that because you, you need to conquer divide. You don't want too much control. And then they basically got these two groups to go against Ethiopia and basically say, hey, we want our independence. We're going to break free from you and we're going to, you know, create our own our own country. We're going to be our own country, right? So we basically got them t- two groups separated <laughs> to go against the main focus which was the the at that time their government, their communists, so they could break away and form their own. We started another communist regime in Ethiopia, which was uh, which was supported by the Eritrean uh, government. So, if you see in Ethiopia now for the last twenty or uh, five years, China's involvement in Ethiopia was mm-hmm. very very much because. The, the 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 president who installed the group became the government of Ethiopia. Right. So it has a lot of uh, ideological similarity with China. So it it modified its way better than ours. But uh, and that's how the story began. In uh, and we created our independent nation. Right. So and he was also he the the dictator also president slash dictator also basically was a, a, a bigger fan of uh, Lenin and Stalin. Uh, yes. he, he was actually, uh, he used to like them so much, but he cannot no. convince the peasants that, well, we're fighting a communist regime supported by, by the Soviet and by Stalin. Uh-huh. So the people, they were fighting against that regime, so they cannot say that we're friendless. No way, because the people... Right. Uh, who were under the uh, under Isaiah Forky during the revolution? They were fighting for their self determination, for right. freedom, for independence. They did not understand fully the mm-hmm. ideology of communism that's happening around the globe. You know, they they did not really understand. They were fighting for their national freedom. Right. So even though they've been trained, they've been indoctrinated slowly. But they did not understand it fully because most of them also were illiterated, you know, like they were not very educated. So it's easy for him to indoctrinate them. And at the same time, it's hard for him to make them really understand the ideology of communism. Right. And you brought up a good point there a couple seconds ago. Uh, you said that he taught them, he, he learned what he could say. But he also learned how to make it a common cause that they they felt they were fighting with him to bring in this communism. Like like he basically he knew they teach you how to how to talk to the people so that you actually make the people think like you're all together fighting for the better good. But that better good ends up being communism. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was interesting that you use that. Um, you said that a couple of seconds ago. And I. I, I I picked that out. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. So now you grew up there. Um, and what 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 years were you that basically there? From what year were you there, and what year did you leave? So I was born in 1989. When uh, so basically I was born around around the time that Eritrea was independent and separated mm-hmm. from Ethiopia. So basically, when he he grew out, the president grew out. I was born around that time. So I grew up with him until the age of. Uh, 19. So, uh, so the uh, in 19 or uh, in 2001, so he started a war with Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1994, he started a war with Yemen uh, on the border on the Red Sea. And in 2006, 
he started a war with Djibouti. So all these uh, wars, he intentionally started these wars because he want to overthrow the government within the country. Because okay. he want to control it fully because even though he has this ideology, all these, uh, all these uh, groups surrounding him that who believe the same ideology, mm-hmm. yet uh, the country is very conservatist, you know, a very traditional conservatist uh, people. So they cannot easily be uh, changed to a communist uh, ideology uh, people. You know, they cannot really be convinced. Right. So we're Christian, we're Judeo-Christian. So we've been very, uh, we grew up very religious. I grew up very religious. And right. they can fight. They have also a heritage of history fighting an Islamic invasion from the Saudi Arabia, from Yemen, from Egypt, from Sudan. So for 800 years. So they had this uh, historic trauma that they cannot easily uh, change it to like, a multiculturalist or internationalist ideology. You know, it's very... So he has to control, overthrow the government. In order to throw the government, so he had to start a war with Ethiopia under the pretext of, well, you know, Ethiopia is being used by the the imperialists and Zionists. And also uh, the the Djibouti is used by uh, uh, Fr- uh, French, all these American military base. So we need to liberate them, you know? We need yeah. to liberate them. That was the, the, the his reason. So when we started war, when people were focusing on the external uh, uh, conflict, and then he overthrew the government, he jailed all the private media, all the, the judiciary system, to, like 20 ministers has been jailed. In a day, and wow. he said they they. Fought. So basically, the same as Mao starts rounding up the people and the ministers, throws them in jail. Found out to be traitors. They were working with the American imperialists, so they've been jailed. And because there was a very and listen, to, it's uh, American imperialist, American imperialist. That is brain programmed into them, and we're going to talk more about that also. Very uh, hot war. The people were unable to see. You know, they were emotionally defending the 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 country. So that uh, that uh, opportunity to control it. So in two thousand one, and then he became absolute dictator and communist, and he started controlling all the educational system, all the cultural system. And there is one media. There is one. Of uh, a newspaper, there is one educational curriculum, and there is one judiciary, and basically there is everything. Every freedom has been taken away from us. Yeah, let me, and I want to talk a little bit about that. So obviously, you know, you you were there until you were eighteen. You said so. You lived a good amount of time there. So growing up, we talked about this a little bit. Everyone is automatically soldier. The, the guy, the males, right? Females too, or not, just not only male, all females and males from the age of eighteen to the age of fifty-five has to be uh, a soldier. Okay, and has to be conscripted to a military. And it and it's even programmed because we talked about this that you said like most kids grow up and they want to be an astronaut, or most kids grow up and they want to do sport, or they want to do this. But your kids grow up there seeing they at they're at a point now where they grow up and they want to be a soldier. They want to fight. Correct. 
Yeah, that's that's. Uh, what was that time? Just so I know, that got roasted and busted. Basically, yeah. true because you know all the so what they're doing is the you know the content on the education system. Mm -hmm. They they don't teach you the real history of who you are, how you became to be where you are. They mm -hmm. don't teach you that. They don't teach you and uh, your history, your war against Islam because. Basically, if you, uh, if they teach you like about uh, the invention of Islam to Africa and specifically mm -hmm. our country, then you will under you will have an historic perspective. So what they do is no, everybody is equal. You know, religion doesn't matter. Religion is not the reason for you to be separated, to be discriminated. Race is not the reason. So the only uh, enemy to you is. Uh, the upper class or the rich, the people. Okay, so basically what they're teaching you is first you take away the history, and you take away history because history is context, right? Good or bad, it's context. So you don't take it down and get rid of things and throw it out because it was bad history. You learn from that, and you see where you've came from, and it becomes context to where you're going to go, right? So let's say I've screwed up a lot of times in my life. I've learned, well... Let's say it cooked me a couple of times, but eventually I learn from those mistakes and that context allows me to continue on. What are we doing here? They were destroying history. They're ripping this down. They're ripping that down. They're taking this down. Forget about that. They get rid of your history so you can't have a context of where you've come from to get here, where you are now. Because, all right. I know there's times that I know how hard I worked when I had no money to get to where I am now in my, in my business to rip that away and throw that out and forget about that. Doesn't allow me to realize where I am now and where I want to go. And, you know, there are times, like I said, I still get up at four o'clock in the morning and I drive myself to continue to be better, to continue to do things because I remember the history of where I was when I had nothing, right? That's my personal history. So there's also history in life and we learn this. By then the next thing they do is they make everything. It's not about eventually it's, it's race and this and this and you get all the separation and then they eventually say you're all equal, right? You're all equal. You're, it's, you know, everybody gets a trophy. There is no race. There is no sex. There is no this. Because anybody can be, you know, you're all eventually equal. There's no motivation for you to be better than someone else, right? Like, when I wanted to succeed or I wanted to do this, I wanted to be better than others. So I put the work in. I, I was driven and pushed myself to do that. They don't want that. They get rid of that. And they do that by, by basically breaking down the system completely causing chaos where everybody gets to the point that they're like, you know what? I just don't care anymore. And, and I've actually run into those people. You know, there are people that it's like, at some point they're just like, yeah, I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. I don't care. When you should be saying, no, that's not right. I mean, there are people that will still stand up and say, no, you're male. And there's a lot of people that just said, you know what? I don't care. But at some point, you will, people eventually will break down and break that and say, yeah, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll call you whatever you want. And, and that is the breaking down. Once you get to the point where you don't care, you truly become that, that slave when you can't think for yourself. We have money. So we are here 
to create social justice for you. Right. Everybody equal, like a kind of uh, utopic ideas. So that's what they, they, they teach you. So, uh, so that's in the early uh, school system, like in the elementary, in the junior, in the high school. Yeah. That's all. They teach you fake history. They don't teach you the, your, uh, your forefather's history. Um, and they, 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 they teach you about these old communist ideas, which been written by Noam Chomsky, a translated book, because they teach you that mm-hmm. America is a very imperialist state and it has a lot of homelessness. And all the TV, all the, the newspaper also, they say the world has been terrorized uh, by American imperialism. There is a homelessness in America. There is a natural disaster in America. There is a natural disaster in Japan like this. All right. So then they start well, over here because we're in America. So here they tell us how bad we are, right? Because everybody else is saying, well, America is bad. They're terrorists. There's homeless. There's this. There's that. There's this. Um, But since we're here in America, they basically have to rip America down and tell us how bad America is. And we've reached that point. We've seen that. Oh, America's not the greatest. America's not the best. America would be better. We've had governors say that. We've had people say that. We have teachers saying that. We have, you know, individuals saying that. Well, you know what? Actually, it is. Because people are coming to this country. They're not running to Africa to go to that. You know, they're coming here. So there's a reason they're coming here. Now, is it perfect? Of course, not perfect. But. It's one of the best systems out there, if not the best, but they've got to break that down. But remember, you've got to have the right and the left squash us all to the middle. And that's what we're seeing. You've got the left uh, with Antifa and stuff like that. And you have the the right all the way over here with the truthers and, and, and all that other stuff that are basically saying this. And when you have these two extremes... All these people in the middle are going to be like, Jesus, just get rid of those. And it's going to eventually slide everything to the middle at that point. Because they're going to have to take these out and they're going to have to take these out. And everybody else is just going to get sick of both sides. And that's what you're starting to see. You're going to start to see they're pushing everybody in the beginning. They're like, oh, we can't stand you know, this. All these people on the left are smashing all that stuff. That was the extreme. And then they can't stand the right. That was the extreme. And then they push everybody to the middle who just doesn't give a shit anymore. And that's that's when they can really start to mold and really start to change things and really start to to do what they want. And that's basically where they're trying to push us. All volcano stuff. So mm-hmm. the people are really just also oh, we live like in a most peaceful and blessed country. That's what mm-hmm. they've been thinking. So, but when I I finished high school, like uh, I had uh, I had to go to the military camp as mandatory by the state because. It's my age at the age of 18. Right. And I was there. 18 to 65 is mandatory military. So you are all under the military. That means that you are all taking orders all the time. That's what they did. And then I passed it, uh, the national exam. So I was given an opportunity to study in the college, in a communist military college, by the way. You're still in the college. Uh, you are... You are uh, guided by a military order. So basically, we have to run, we have to be trained while we study at the same time. So I really want to study a computer science, but they cannot uh, let me study. Not not anyone is allowed to choose what they really want to study because they assign you according to what they need. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? 
We don't need you to compare our sign. We don't need that. We need all. Uh, so we, you need to study uh, an educational psychology, which is we want you to brainwash the younger students right. as, as, as an administration in the school. So that's- All right. So basically he wanted now school's free. College is free. Everything's free. Right. But since everything's free, uh, hence, let me pull this away here just so you guys can see. Everything's free when you go to school. But since it's free, you go to where we tell you to go. You will study general psychology. You will study educational psychology. Think about that. Education, educational psychology. You will go there, and that's what you will do for us. You're not going to pick. It's free. Shut up and learn. That's what we need as a, as a, as a, as a, <laughs> so we don't want you to study computer. Well, right. We don't want it to stay, but because we don't need that. So usually they assign educational program or like, oh, oh, like, oh, a psychology, sociology, political science. And uh, this is not like a, a real political science. Don't ever right. think that way, by the way. It's like a, a pro. Uh, indoctrination like a cadre school you know you know so they assign you according to it sometimes they assign it to finance stuff like that but still uh they don't they don't uh, they don't let you to study anything you want nobody is allowed uh to study so, so you actually became t- a teacher right they forced you to become a teacher but in what what you had to teach was brainwashing them to all basically think this is great. That's that's the training that they gave you was basically psychology on how to continue on the path of their, of their, of their vision of education. Exactly. So I did not happen to be a teacher because I ran away when I got to college. I understood that, that how the system, uh, how they use it. Right. Me. To indoctrinate my younger uh, brothers, my younger family, my younger siblings, mm-hmm. then I decided, okay, so this is a red line for me. Then I had to run away. Even it's better for for me to die trying to free myself than to live under this oppressive uh, system of governance. It's better for me to die trying to run away than for me to teach this system to the other people in this country. That's that's somebody who's coming from a system that under that is basically teaching social justice. Everybody's equal. Uh, you know, you can do what you want. Brainwashing them to do that to be that communist thing that only hates the rich people, only hates the imperialists, only hates that because it's bad. It's horrible. This country's horrible. Slavery's bad. You you know you this you and 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 all this and this is where this the 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 C to the R to the T comes in and this is where all this other stuff comes in here. You break the system to take to take it over, and this happened in his country. So I'm not. It's, this isn't coming from some of that. Well, you don't know, and you haven't done this, and you haven't. No, yes, he has. So I had to run away. And uh, the military was shooting me because there was a shoot to kill policy, like in North Korea. In North Korea, if you cross the border, right, North Korea, 
And then they have this shoot to kill policy. So it's shoot to kill. If you run away, the military's got shoot to kill policy. They shoot you. So they adopted that kind of policy and they were shooting me, but I ran away to Ethiopia and from Ethiopia to Sudan. So that's the the time that I I had to uh, search for freedom and I had to pay whatever price that I need to pay. So basically, that's it. And I want to talk about that too, but I want to go back. So basically, just so everybody understands, the minute you're 18 to 55, you're a soldier and you stay a soldier so that you're under military rules. Yes. So, that, so so at that point, you have to follow orders from 18 to 55. Yeah, my father is uh, now 59 and they uh, they actually changed recently the law from 55 to 65. So he's still he was supposed to be retired, but he's still under the military. So <laughs> forgive <laughs> me, I'm young, but even my father is not allowed. Right. Six years old is not allowed to get out of the country. He's not allowed to have a passport. Is not allowed even to to live a normal life outside of the military. right. You, you you stay military for that whole time now. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about. So, what was it like growing up? Because, like we talked about this, technically everything's free, correct? Now, do you have money? Like, how does that whole process work? Like, you were to wake up in the morning. How do you eat? Like, how do you buy food? How how do you actually? How's that whole process work? Well, so there is two things happening there. One is, oh, so the education is free because uh, the education and the health and all this uh, are free. But all the people who work there, the nurse, the teacher, the director, the doctor, all of them are not getting paid. So they, uh, they are a proport of the state. So... The, the state actually, like a welfare system, you know, it's a very, a national welfare system. So the reason, um, one of the main reasons that they included all, they conscripted all the young uh, to the military is they need to be fed. Right. They need to serve. At the same time, they need to be fed. So they are not allowed to get married. Even if they want to get married or they want to have children, then their uh, children going to school. So... Uh, and they will go for free. And uh, but there is a, a a very very big problem because if you get married and have children and in, you are in the military, mm-hmm. your children can go to school for free, but they need food. Right. So that food usually uh, either the old uh, the mother work, the old mother work sometimes, and but most of the time, uh, Eritrea is a very peaceful country, but. It's a second uh, country to, to, to export refugees to the Western countries. So all, including me, all the Eritreans in diaspora, in America, in Europe, they had to send and feed them money. So th- we actually subsidized our family for food, for everything. But the government uses our children to, to, to indoctrinate his ideas or to use... Whatever he wants to use. But the children or our family are the property of the state. But we help him to feed and to clothe and everything that the family needs. So, right. so basically it's a kind of a welfare system for the basic uh, uh, standard living. But if they want extra, then they, ha- they, they have to uh, call the people in the outside. 
But if they don't have anybody, they, they happen to be starved to death, you know, and they don't, they don't want to show you that. There is a lot of poverty, uh, starvation, stuff like that, and they don't want to show you that. But there are a lot of people who does not help, uh, who doesn't get help from the outside, they die, you know, or they become beggars, homeless, all this stuff. So basically then what happens is, let's say you had uh, a son. Let's you, I'll keep it simple. You're in the military. They Now you're, you're married and you have a son. Because you're in the military, they're giving food to your, to your, to your kid because you're in the military. They're not paying you, but they're giving food. No, they don't, they don't give food. They don't give food right. to my child. But they give free education, free health. That's what they tell him. That's all they give. Okay. But for food, I have to figure it out. How? I don't know. Oh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. So I have to figure it out. So that's why most of uh, the refugee in America, Eritrean refugee in America, in Europe, in Israel, they are most of them are young because they need to feed their family. Right. The main reason that they run away, they need to to help their family survive. Otherwise, they will uh, they will uh, they will be starved to death. You know, oh. that's a very hard choice. So how and where do you go to buy this food? Like where, let's say, I mean, first of all, I don't, how do you, how would you make the money? Somebody, I mean, who gives who, where does that come from? Like, how do you buy food? Okay, so there is a, a, a state-owned uh, shops okay. that you can buy. So what they do is that, you know what, they, they kick it all the businessmen. You know, in uh, in 2000, they kicked them out. So they went to other countries in Africa. So they they work in there. All the businessmen, all the people who were all uh, uh, importers, exporters in the country. So the reason they they kicked them all is because you know all these businessmen are greedy. Mm. The reason you have very expensive or uh, uh, expensive high prices on the commodity that you are buying because these business are. Basically, they are greedy. They are capitalists. They don't care about you. They don't care about justice. They don't care about your well-being. But we care. So uh, the government turns out to be uh, an uh, importer or like a they they turn themselves to a business. So they import this stuff. They create small. Sh- all right. So basically, they kick out all the businessmen because they don't want businessmen. They don't want the money. They want basically the peasants and stuff like that. Uh, in regards to in regards to book girls comment into the C to the R to the T. Uh, no, no one should teach it at any level of high school. You can learn it. You're welcome to take a college class in it, and you're welcome to do that. But it doesn't matter how much you read of it, right? It doesn't matter how much what what that aspect of that is. When they basically are saying, and he's going to talk about this, he will talk about this, and because he didn't have to read it, he lived it. So at that point, you can read what you want, but when somebody lives through something, I don't care what you read. That's that's the situation. Jobs owned by the state, and they say they call it a fair price. They put some kind of fair price tag there. Mm-hmm. It's still very expensive because when you don't get paid, you don't have money. Everything, right. even a penny, is expensive for you, by the way. But right. they call it a fair price, but you have to figure it out how to pay that one because we pay for your school, for you pay for your health. We cannot pay everything for your life. So, so basically, there are a lot of young people. Also, they run away within the state and uh, they work illegally. 
Like right. They work illegally or they work in the farm. That way they help their family. So it's... Um, it's uh, who would, So who would actually be giving them money? Like what people would have money to give there? So the people in diaspora, almost now a million people are in diaspora. And we are very communal. Say we are very, we're not like, uh, we're a little bit different from American society. We are very communal. So like. Communal, they're very communal is what he's trying to say. Uh, meaning they, they're very close, seven generation type stuff. Like I help not only my my mother, my father, my son, my children. Also, I help my distant relatives all the way to seven generations. You know, yes. And every family does. So that's the main reason because that's the main reason the country is going for twenty five years without any foreign aid, and the government uh, is uh, always uh, proud about that. That as a selfie reliant policy is being succeeding in Africa without because most of the African countries get a foreign aid. They cannot live without foreign aid. So uh, by creating this kind of uh, very sophisticated system and uh, also controlling uh, the media and the staff not to get out any information out of the country, the government has a policy called self reliance. So they are usually be proud and the international media will, look we we can do it with self reliance so ethiopia needs to do one all the african you don't need all this imperial so the, what they want is they don't want they want self reliance so what they're actually doing is they're saying he doesn't want so much money like when he goes and works he gives money back to and kicks money back to his parents and however they they transfer the money right but what what they don't want is they don't want those people they you want people, if you're in business and you want people, you want people to be hungry, okay? You want them to want the money. When people start to get money where they don't feel, uh, well, that's enough. I, I'm, I'm in Maine, okay? Up here in Maine, it's very, very difficult to pay someone to work, okay? They have to be at the end of the month and needing money to pay whatever bills because if they're, if they're like, oh, I already covered my bills for the month, you're not going to get them to work. No matter what, I you pay them. I have literally cannot pay people to work up here sometimes, right? Now, if they need something or their bills are behind or their car payments behind, oh, they show up. But it, it's so what you don't want is to give people too much money that they basically don't need to be controlled. So they just sell their ideas. Mm -hmm. at, at this at the suffer of the its own people but somehow the people are surviving in a very very harsh condition correct you absolutely wouldn't i haven't read a single book about trucking but i can tell you pretty much a hell of a lot of it so it's not always about what you read it's about what you live and the the main problem is uh, there is not a lot of information that comes out there so what everybody's happening is happening inside so, uh, for example, when I ran away from my, uh, my, uh, my country, my homeland, um, so I didn't have any penny because I couldn't get any money, uh, any money from my mother, from my father. Nobody can give me any money. So I had to run away. And then I, uh, I served for seven days in Sudan. I was only drinking water. Imagine that. And the, and seven days he didn't eat. He just drank water, kept drinking water for seven days. 
And then after um, one week, then uh, some people helping me to eat. And then I had to call my distant uh, uh, cousins and they, they send me like $100. And when I exchange to the local currency, it's a little bit better so I can right. help myself. So, so basically, the people are helping each other somehow, miraculously. So like, I don't know how the people live because it's a miracle to me too because right. I don't know how I survived all this. I'm talking to you now, you know, like it's like kind of a miracle to me that I'm here talking right. to you, having money, having freedom, having even the freedom to say what I'm saying. Right. But I would, I never ever told what actually happened happened there would be a story one day in my life. Never. Right. And then and and I want to talk about this too. And and Eureka is. is Gold, its major export is gold to China. And copper it is and, not, and I mean, think about this. We all know how, how expensive gold is and everybody wants gold and here's gold and here's gold. Your major export out of your country is gold mines that China is now taking control of. Mm-hmm. So how you're a poor country, I don't understand. Right? <laughs> That's actually... Am I very, very interesting question? I'm always, you know, like the problem with our country is very, our country is very rich in gold. It's Correct. like, you know, I remember, by the way, uh, there is, um, my auntie is here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And she said that there, in 2009, she was telling me there was a famine, a very bad famine, because the people could not get any food to eat and then there was not any money. So, she had to go to the mountain and she found like a big gold as, as big as this, you know, like a very big gold, full of gold. She found on the mountain without like mining anything. Right. And then she sold it to another guy illegally and she made money. That's how her story was telling me. That's how she survived with her four children. Yeah. That gold. So there is a lot of gold. There is a lot of silver. There is a lot of potassium. There is a lot of. Uh, minerals, uh, natural gas. There is a lot of. There is six hundred um, uh, coastal area. We can only eat fish, you know. Right. And there is three hundred fifty islands that we can easily go to the island, fish and eat. So th- the country is very rich, and demographically we are few. We are only five million people. Right. So we can all be rich, but the the problem with the government is. Nobody knows where this money is going except the, 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 the president and right. his finance, finance minister. There is no any uh, national bank that reports the government, uh, the national uh, debt, the national expenses, the national budget. There is nothing in the country. There is no any data. By the way, you were... Um, you were speaking about the, the population of Eritrea. You were saying 3 million, 5 million last time. Right. The reason that a lot of conflicting data is the data is part of an, uh, a secret. You know, it's, only- it's secret. So they don't let any data out. So trying to figure out exactly how many people are there is very difficult. Figure, all their information is be- basically kept secret. Only held in the, in the presidential office. Mm. The reason it's hard is the, because if you know, like, because we have a few minority, Muslim minority in Eritrea. Mm-hmm. So if the government has a policy 
uh, or release this data or population, the people will complain, oh, we are majority, you know, so we <laughs> we will need uh, our story to be written. We need our economy to grow. So so he's doing this nation building, what he calls us. We need a nation building because what he said is, you know, all this industrial nation is doing it part as his social engineering for a minority and the majority to be one people with no religion, with no history, with no pride, with nothing. He is the center of like a God figure of this and new created colonial uh, state. So, you know, Eritrea was created by colonization. So there is a few minority there and there is a majority there. So, the, so he's doing this social engineering. So, and then the data for population and for the data for the finance, all the data has to be part of a sector. It's not like what's happening in America here. You know, whatever you need data, you can just go to journalists, go and find out what's going on. Right, you know? right. But there, only the intelligence and the president knows what's happening when it comes to finance, when it comes to the number of population, when it comes, everything is sacred there. That's the main reason Eritrea is a North Africa uh, of North, uh, North Africa, North Korea of the Africa. That's the main reason because it's very, very secretive state and not because we have a nuclear power, nothing. But that's the <laughs> reason right. our similarity with North Korea. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this is something so... And so growing up, it was very, like I said, they did the same thing. It, it's the, the social justice, everybody's equal, rip everybody, you know, and and everybody works basically for free. Yeah. I mean, in the You are a slave. Right. And, it, and it's because, slavery. And, and don't, you know, don't stand up. And the only information you're getting is the information that they want to give you. Through the through the news through the media, so like we even had a conversation that you called because they don't um, during the the vid during COVID, you basically called and said, you know, Dad, are you okay? Because they don't have you know the, the, obviously they don't have the medical that we have. They don't have the masks. They because he doesn't want masks, right? He didn't want any of that stuff. He didn't want medicine or anything, right? The the president. So you, <laughs> I, and I was shot. You called and you, you said, dad, you know, Dan, is everybody okay there? I'm worried about you. And your dad lit literally said, I'm more worried about you and everybody that's dying over there <laughs> than, than over here because he thought the information he was getting was we were all, we were all, we were all sick. We were all dying. Yeah. <laughs> we were all sick. We're all. So the information that they were basically giving them, and they wanted no medicine, no nothing, nothing at all. They didn't take masks. They didn't take anything. Nothing at all. They took over, uh, over there. He said, "I don't want it. Don't give it to me. You're not going to come in and help my country. My, I run my country. I'm in control. I'm the one that will determine this stuff. That's that's basically what he does. So when he called and contacted his dad, his dad's like, "Well, everybody in America's dead, right? They're all dying." And he was more worried about about him because that's the information that they were giving them. Oh, you know, nobody's left over here in this country. Yeah. Um, but that's the type of information they're given, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Basically, you know, like, uh, so there was like, uh, so when the media, on the state media, they bring in, you know what? You're not dying from coronavirus or from this global pandemic. You are even safe under the global pandemic. Right. But the imperial states are dying. They are dying 
and they don't have um, they, they don't have the, the ability to manage it but we have the ability to manage it and uh, and when i called my father he said are you okay and because i know that there is no vaccine even india want to give him like a mask a vaccine but he said no we are self reliant we don't want to get any vaccine we don't want to get any mask you know we 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 know how to manage ourselves don't just give us any this kind of help so it's and, almost with any medicine right any, any kind of medicine with any kinds of medicine so uh, so and when i called my father he said are you okay no we're okay but you guys are dying are you okay and he said no i'm in america you know i got a vaccine i got a, i got all the information that i needed right. but i heard like millions of people are dying in america on the tv so you guys are not dying Yes, but there are there are some there are uh, thousands of people are dying, but there are three hundred fifty million people here. You know, even like people from diabetes or other kind of this are dying more than a coronavirus. Right. So but they, he don't, he does not have the context because he got only the propaganda that comes out from the state, and he said, but that's what the government is telling us. So you guys are okay. Yeah, we're okay, and we got a vaccine. We are okay now, and they're opening it, but. They've been closed. In Eritrea, has been closed. There is no like a flight. There is nothing, mm-hmm. and there is no data. Even even thousands, hundreds of thousands are dying from Corona. They will not give it that data. The data is part of their power. They keep it secret, and there Thank is you. no internet. There is only two. Per- so the, basically, there's no information. You can't get information in regards to that. They give you the information. Percent of internet in the country. So there is no way that he can, uh, like, uh, give access to the people or educate the people uh, that there is another reality outside the world. There is no internet. So, and a lot of the stuff that they actually do is it's not it's not about lie. It's they don't give context. Like they just basically they don't let you know the whole story. They just give you this little bit and they say, "See, everybody's everyone's homeless in America. See, and it might be this spot is homeless." But they're like, nope, the whole country is homeless. I'm like, no, no, wait. And that's kind of how they, they brainwash the people, correct? Exactly. Not only that. You know what? They they bring also when there is like a student, uh, they bring you this a lot of data from America. Let's say there is a student debt. Look, yeah. you are being educated for free. But look, the American students has been suffering from a debt. They, uh, they, they, they have this debt. That's why they got a problem. So we are right. We are not wrong, you know. And they say we are right that this capitalism is evil. They manipulate people. They they uh, they put people in a very bad condition. So they bring in a partial data and uh, give you. Mm-hmm. So and then okay, so we we have this free education. So this government means okay, you know. And then you've been like oh, been uh, partially brainwashed, partially believed. Because right. you don't have any, you don't get any positive news. All this technology, all this uh, progress, all this freedom, all this. There is a lot of positive sides on the America, on the Western world. They don't give you that. Right. Only the bad side. And even they don't tell you how much they get, they get paid. So, for example, when I was in the college, there was this uh, a professor who came from, um, Europe. She was working uh, in a World Bank, 
and she's a far left ideology. She came back to. All right, pay attention here. Pay attention here. I'm gonna back this up. What am I at? I'm at uh, 40 or 19. All right. So this government means okay, you know, and then you've been like, oh, been oh, partially brainwashed, partially believed because right. you don't have any, you don't get any positive news. All this technology, all this uh, progress, all this freedom, all this. There is a lot of positive sides on the America, on the Western world. They don't give you that. Right. The bad side. And even they don't tell you how much they get, they get paid. So, for example, when I was in the college, there was this. Uh, so he's in college. He's in the school being trained. It's a military college. So he's in his country right now. Not right now, but when he's talking about this. A professor who came from um, Europe, she was working uh, in a World Bank. And she's a far left ideology. She came back to Eritrea and she was teaching us. And she she was teaching us as a kind of a witness, you know. Oh, I live there. I live in a Western world. I work in a world, but I world. So somebody from England comes there and who worked at, you know, some of the banks and stuff over there comes back and starts teaching them and says, well, I worked there. It's not that good. It's better here. Now you have people coming in to there, just like we have people in our schools. In their I work in their institution, so you guys are doing fine. So, oh, hang, uh, on. hang on, hang on. Let me make sure I get this right. So somebody came from America to teach you. Yes. And she was a, fo- a, a complete leftist. Yeah. Telling you that you are, you are all doing better than you would be doing in America. Yes. And the reason she's the one to teach us is she's saying, don't believe your, your, your leaders because they never been to America. Yeah. But believe me, because I was there. I worked in their institution. I worked in their system. I worked how people, I see, I learned how people live. I live it myself. So don't, even though you don't believe your leaders, but believe me because I'm eyewitness. I live it through it. And then I asked her one question. I remember I asked her, Okay, so this education is free now here in our country, but uh, and you saying that they paid a lot of money, but wh- how much do they get paid? That's what the the question that I asked them. <laughs> so you are saying if they pay, they pay ten thousands of dollars, but how much a normal uh, income of the, the the people who who are right. educated there? And she couldn't answer that question. She said. You know, yeah, they get paid, but, you know, and then she just let it pass. And so he says, okay, I understand that they, you pay money for school. You pay ten, twenty thousand $20,000, let's say, for school. But how much does that person get paid after school? How much money does that person make after being taught, after having an education? Now, he speaks two languages, right? I don't speak two languages. But how much does that person get paid? And she wouldn't answer that. That that's why money you can't talk money bad money bad, and that's how that's the main um the main uh tri- that that's the main reason triggered me that this woman is even also hiding something else. This is like a bigger propaganda machine that's happening uh, all all about uh, on our people. In- how did she get there? Like how how did she be- do you know did, did she ever find out like. How did she end up getting there to teach? 
Well, there are a lot of oh, Americans who were friends of the government, professors from, there was also the one professor from Manchester University from uh, England. And that woman, she went there and then uh, she was teaching there and like she coming out. She's a friend of the regime. And, and I was an activist in Israel, you know, like for a human, uh, for the human right or uh, abuse that's happening in our country on the way. So I was kind of active. So I was teaching a lot of Israel that how we came here to, to be a refugee. And then this professor from Manchester came, she wrote an article on the Israeli media and she gathered a lot of people. You know, you know what? These guys are lying. They, they have this free education system. They have uh, six, seven colleges and they, they're doing fine. They, they've been exaggerating. It's not a North Korea of Africa. These activists are exaggerating. That's what she... Not only they go back and teach there, but they come back and teach the Western people that uh, America uh, is dehumanizing this communist status. So, so even some of the people that come from England are going there and basically bashing the Western style of life, capitalism, the imperialists. They, so they come there and then they say, okay, hey, um, I believe that this, you know, this is going on. So... Uh, because they live there, they did it. You so believe me, I live there. But they're doing fine. So basically, they're doing fine. Like Bernie was going to to Moscow, you know, in the seventies. You know, Bernie Sanders was going. Yeah. yeah. Like there are people like like that. You know, they go and come back. They see how things work, and if it's even though they it's horrible, but they don't want to witness it when they come back. They want to witness it the other way because, well, if they tell them the true story. The people here say, well, so why do we need it here? You know, if, right. if I if they tell the story I'm telling, they say the people here, well, what the world, why do you need why do we need it? Why right. are you guys are uh, telling us that socialism is our solution here for our student debt or our other financial crisis that we have, you know? Right. So wow. they tell a different story when they come back here. Yeah. So, and here's the problem I have, right? And, and I've asked this a couple of times. If something is free and everyone has it, what's it worth? Right? If something is free and everyone has it, what's it worth? And what we, what we need to, to, to understand is that education, although expensive, you were, you were prepared. I'm 46, yeah, I'm 46 years old and I remember my parents and my teachers and stuff telling me to save money because college is expensive, save money. Or, you know, I played hockey, get better at hockey. So you can possibly get some scholarship to a prep school. That's what my brother did. Basically do something to be able to save for college and get this money. It's expensive because you're weeding out the people who unfortunately can't afford it. Sorry, hate to say it, but you weed out the people that can't afford it, and the people that go to college and do stuff and are smarter and push usually progress higher. And that's what I talked about, you know, in uh, the video, how uh, the Soviet Union fell, is that they knew that capitalism weeds out the people that, that need to be pushed down and, and the other ones push harder. 
Wow, that's amazing because now you, it, that's a good point. Bernie Sanders went to Moscow. These people would be coming over here, learning the system, and then next thing you know, they're coming back and they're running for office in our country. Yeah, and they modified the terminology like the communists, they call it like Bernie says, social democracy. There is no called social democracy. When you have- so Bernie Sanders says social democracy, social democracy. And he's saying there's no such thing as social democracy. There's no such thing. The socialism, socialist country, there is no democracy. There is no mm-hmm. any democracy because it would not work without uh, oppression, without suppression, without force, you know? That's why we, what, what we see in America here, that's my main concern. What we see in America right now is they cancel you. They, they, the media censor what the other people want to hear. You know, they, there's a lot of censorship that's happening in the in American big media now, you know? They right. don't want anybody to talk anything, you know? And hold that, hold, hold, hold that, because we're going to go into that. So real quick, I want to ask this. When it was, when you ran, when you took off, uh, how did that happen? You just packed a bag and, and went, like, you said they shot at you and everything, correct? Like, can you tell a little bit about like how that, that, that went down? Well, well, I was trained in the military, so... Right. I know how the military, I kind of learned how the military works, even though I was a student, but I, 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 I grew, I went to the military part of my educational system. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know how the border to Ethiopia, how, where, you know, there is a, so I planned with a few of friends that I had that, uh, so that we found a guy that he was also a student with us in the college. But his his or uh, his native village is across the border, so okay. we made some kind of a very clean planning, and we went there. Uh, usually, a lot of people who try to cross, you know, decidentally mm-hmm. been killed on the border. Right, they've been killed because they uh, they go, they went to cross there without any plan. But we had this guy who is originally from the border. Who knows all the landscape, the mountain, everything better than the the border patrols. Gotcha. So basically, we fled ourselves and we slide there. But uh, unfortunately, uh, they found us because this uh, there was this uh, military sector called uh, like a commando, you know. Yeah. So they not only patrolling the border, but they went to the other countryside. Okay. So, when we passed it, they were coming and they were. So basically what happened was, is he, he knew the military. He knew the plan. He kind of knew what patrols did. And him and his buddy says, okay, we know, we know when this is going to happen. Let's go. But the issue is, is that not only did they have the, the inside military, they had militaries kind of on the outside in other countries patrolling um, to see if people were to get out. And that one he didn't calculate. And they were shooting us because they knew that we were running away. And mm. we ran away. And uh, thanks God that we we made it to Sudan and from Sudan to Egypt and and then to Israel. So yeah. and you made it. So that's how you got out. So then you come. You eventually go from Israel, uh, and you learn to speak English. Where? Where did you learn to speak English? I learned it in Eritrea. That's my soul. So part of our education system, especially the higher the higher level of education system, is all uh, uh, in English. Gotcha. All right. So then you end up. Okay. And then, so you end up in Israel. Mm-hmm. And how long are you in Israel? So before I uh, end up in Israel, it took me three years to get into Israel. 
So I stayed on North Africa, especially Sudan. Hey, I'm just going to pause this real quick. I don't know if anybody's seen this headline. Uh, IRS launches a security review following GOP conspiracy theories about the armed agents targeting Americans. Uh, experts say that the Republican claims that have that the service have put agents in danger. Uh, Internal Revenue Service announced plans on Tuesday to launch a, rev a review of the security at its facilities across the, the country following threats from Republicans and other right. You see what I'm saying? We're already at this. We're already at both sides. We are pushing this. We are. I, like I said, w when I did mine, I didn't say, oh, they're going to audit you. The, oh, they're going to do this. Oh, they're going to do that. All I, I said was, hey, is it possible that they could be, you know, if something were to happen, they're still going to go out and collect taxes? Is it possible that that's it? Is it possible that the Eternal Revenue Service would be used uh, if that people were drafted? That's who that's how that would be found. Yes, that's possible. And if you do the math, if people were to do the math, go ahead and figure this out. So let's say right now, I believe I did the math and there was seventy six thousand in the in the and this is over 10 years this 87,000 IRS over 10 years. So let's do the math. So let's say there's 70,000 now plus 80,000. Um, let's say 77, let's just use 77. That's 140,000. So let's say there's 140,000 and they're not all agents. They're not all agents, right? But somebody go on Google right now and type in how many small businesses in America, take that number and divide it by 90,000. Then take the amount of people working Americans in America and divide that by that number. And I think it comes up to 1,000 or 1,200 businesses per agent. So the, it's like, oh, they're all good. 87 are going to be armed and running around the place and doing all this. Do you, do you, are there going to be people not paying? Yeah, there is. Is, it, is there a possibility that when Nassara doesn't kick in because people like uh, Liberty Warrior and Jeff B and, and Phil and all these other people on YouTube are out there pushing that when they're not paying their bills, when they're not paying their mortgages, when they're not paying this, that somebody's going to have to go there and say, look, sorry, you've been brainwashed to think something's coming that you're not going to get. There's no free money, and, but you've been brainwashed to think that. Just like they did. Just like they do in his country. They brainwash you. Is that a possibility? But no, we're going to blow... That you're going to... Every YouTuber jumped on it and pushed all this crazy stuff that they're coming for you. Guess what? You're a part of the system. You're a part of the pushing of everybody to the right or to the left. And then the forcing everybody in the middle. And when the people in the... Guess what they did? In Russia, when they came in and they put out, or in, in Mao, when he sent out the, um, the people to go do this, I'm going to talk about this with Xi because it's going to be part three. When they go out and they do that, guess what? After they use you to go do all this stuff, they toss your ass out. They get rid of you. So they use you to get there, and then they're like, okay, you're out of here. Why? Because now you're a threat. Taxable will be real-time digital. Yeah. And people say, oh, it's closed. It's closed. It's all boarded up. It's fully closed. It's boarded up. People like that, people that are doing that are the brainwashing. And people that support that, Mike, are the worst of the worst of the worst. In Egypt. And then before I went to Israel, I, I was planning to go to Israel because this Egypt and Sudan are Muslim countries. They did not give Eritrean any asylum. Uh, to the contrary, a lot of Eritreans 
has been uh, has been kidnapped by uh, uh, a group which were very connected to a terror group group like ISIS and like Hamas, like uh, Hezbollah, all these groups. So uh, a lot of Eritrean has been uh, sexually raped mm-hmm. and organ harvested. So basically, all all these terrorist group that I mentioned were funding themselves from our organs being sold in a different parts of the world illegally. So I was kidnapped in Sinai Peninsula in Egypt before I went to Israel by um, uh, a clan which was connected to a terrorist group, Hamas. And then I had to pay $3,000. And then they let All right, so on his trip, he actually got kidnapped by Hamas. Um, and then if he didn't, he needed to give them three grand for them to basically say, all right, we'll let you go. He go to Israel. That's how I ended up. So gotcha. if he cannot pay for this terrorist uh, group, then you will end up being uh, organ harvested. They will sell your organ, basically. So wow. this, this is a horrible modern day slavery that's happening right now. And there are uh, one of my friends also in Europe, there are the, those who go through Libya to Europe also, there are one of my friends who survived. If he uh, watched the news that there were 49 um, Ethiopian and Eritrean has been beheaded by ISIS, he may watch mm-hmm. them on the, on, the, on the TV in 2009, in, in, in 2028. You may, may watch that one. So one of them actually survived that because he ran away. So on our journey, you know, like we were being indoctrinated that every society around the globe is categorized by Jewish, by classes, not by race, not by religion, not by uh, uh, not by uh, uh, tribalism. So what we've been indoctrinated is only there are rich and poor, only the Jews and the proletariat. So when we went to Sudan, we were not prepared what would happen to us. We were just running away from a communist state in the up to a more horrible experience that we had in our country. So a very traumatic experience. And then I went to Israel. Israel is a very democratic state, a westernized state. And they gave me an asylum, a freedom to live, the right to work, you know, like uh, so... I really appreciate the people of Israel and the the the, the state of Israel for. Yeah, that's a good point, uh, Bugs. Tribalism. So that is also pushed a lot. Now they're not going to say that here, right? Because they're not going to say the tribalism, but they're basically pushing us into that group. So like I said, you take the right, and you push them all the way to the right, and you take the left, and you get as many as you can to the left, and then nobody wants to be associated with either of these people. These people are nuts, right? And then at that point, they basically take that group thing and they say, well, the government's all bad, schools are all bad, medical's all bad, police are all bad, military's going to, you know, because that's the other one they were working on, military's all bad, and now there's nothing. If you can take down military, law enforcement, medical, teaching, education, and government, you've, those five things, you've destroyed the country. You're done. You're toast. Off you go. Done. There are almost 40,000 Eritreans has been given asylum. Wow. 
So then you come, uh, eventually you leave Israel and you come to, um, to the States. Yeah. And you've been here for how long? Six years, you said? Six years. And you love it here. This is, this is, this is not what your teacher was telling you, was it? (laughs) 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 But you're starting to see some of the stuff that they did and, and the mindset and the ideology, you're starting to see that here, aren't you? Yes. And and it, talk about that. Like, what specifically are you starting to see and, and in regards to the same Iden, either start or, you know, that Iden out, Iden out. Well, you know what I mean. Sometimes I words. So let me, oh, that's a very interesting question because when I came here, you know, the first time I came here, I was very happy. I was very honored to live among the American people. And I know Americans uh, are an amazing people, you know, and uh, uh, they love freedom, you know. And right. they helped me to work, to go to school, to to create my own business, you know, like all this freedom. I really appreciated that uh, that opportunity that uh, that America provided to me when I came here. And I'm very happy. I'm very honored. And then, but... When I started to get involved to the American people, media, and all this stuff, I, I started to recognize the same trends that's happening in our country. And those trends is when it comes to education system, I was telling all how they educate us. Like they didn't teach us real history. They didn't teach us um, real events that happened in our uh, in our past history. They didn't teach us our culture. They didn't. They undermining our religion. They undermining our value. All these things in the name of social engineering, communism, or social justice, free whatever the the ideology that's the 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 integral that they uh, claims. And so now he's been here, and he's he's lived. Years of this till he was 18 years old. He's lived it for 18 years, right? So let's give him a doctrine in this because even when he was, let's say, he's done easily 10 years of it, you know? So he sees it, he sees his parents, his parents are still in it. So now he's starting to recognize, he's like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, they're starting to get rid of religion. They're starting to get a freedom of speech. They're starting to get rid of this. They're fighting this. They're fighting everybody is this. And we're doing it to ourselves just as much. We're doing it to ourselves just as much. We are literally brainwashing our peers. Right? We, we're doing it. The government, everybody's like, oh, blame the government. Really? I don't think liberty w- works for the government. It's at a point now where they've been brainwashed to for they've brainwashed us to brainwash each other. Defeat us information. And that's where TikTok comes in. That's where YouTube shorts come in. Because we only want to give you short amount of information. We don't want to give you the whole story. We need you to just focus on 60 seconds. 60 seconds of information is all you need. You don't need the context. So make this short and just give it the information. Don't give them the context. Why is the context important? Because that's the whole story. That context allows you to have critical thinking, common sense, and put it together and process the information. 60 seconds doesn't give you that. 
And I saw here all the education system have been controlled by this leftist ideology and they teach fake history. They really teach fake history and they undermining the historical figures that uh, for, for this country, all the historic figures. Oh, this guy was like that. Oh, that guy, well, George Washington was like that. Jefferson was like that. All the, so, uh, and that's the, 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 the demonizing the historical figure. So now he's saying, look, he's coming here and he's starting to learn. And he's saying, George Washington, Jefferson, all these people, they are demonizing the individual, the person. And he's like, wait a minute. That person, you're demonizing him. Why? Because I said so. Because he's bad because he did this or he owned slaves or he did that or he did that. Right? They're telling you he's bad because he did this thing. Demonizing. Uh, and when it comes to Bible, oh, this Bible is a human sacrificial backward uh, heritage. You know, you don't want it. You, you don't want it. So they undermining it, even though this country was all this liberty and freedom that we have was founded on this Judeo-Christian value, but they just undermine. So all this undermining, demonizing your tradition, your culture, uh, your history is part of the tactics that communists uses because they have to separate you from the, 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 the heritage, from the ideology, old ideology that you have in order to teach you a new garbage ideology. They have to separate you first. If they don't separate you from history, from your heritage, from your culture, from your value, then they cannot teach you a new value, a new culture, a new history. Bingo. Okay. Now, so what happens is all you have to do is create a far, let's say a far left, and the far left creates the far right. Okay, you with me? So because this happens, it pushes people to this side because they, they can't deal with this side. There's no way I can do this. And, and that's, per, that's what they want. Okay? And then eventually the far right starts to basically do the complete opposite that the far left is doing. And they slowly creep in, creep in, trying to get at least some of their values as they come in towards the middle. Okay? Now... What they want is they want to basically create these people, which they're doing, to say, yeah, I don't care. Do whatever. That's fine. You're a bird. You're a, you're a penguin. Yeah, that's good, too. Yep, no problem. Whatever. Bathrooms, fine. Let's have 17 of them. Let's have none. Let's just go here. Let's just go in a bucket. That's fine. Perfectly understand. You got a bucket? There's one. Which bucket is that? Male bucket or female bucket? Both. Go ahead. Use it. Right out in the open. Who cares? That's the mentality they're eventually creating. They create the mentality that no one cares. And once you don't care, they just say, we'll handle it for you. You're crazy. You're tired of it. You can't handle the stress of, the, uh, of, the, of, of inflation. You can't handle this. You can't handle this. We've got these crazy people on the right. We've got these crazy people on the left. Government's all right, bad. It's all bad. I've got nothing. And then they wait for the Savior. And then that Savior can do whatever he wants. And next thing you know, we're China. Because, hey, to stop this, we're going to bring in this. Uh, we're going to bring in digital money. To stop this, we're going to have you use 
facial recognition to log into your thing, and that'll stop all this. And people are like, yeah, I don't care. I'm tired. I don't care. Right. So that's the tactics that they use. And, uh, and that's, that makes ignorant, by the way. It, you have to, uh, we have to fight these ideas. That's one of the, the ideological. So we are in a war in America. Understood that, uh, especially in 2020, I understood that we are in a cultural war. This is happening, a cultural war happening against all the heritage that we have. Uh, that we uh, uh, we have in America. So, and that's one thing. And another thing, uh, the uh, America is founded in a freedom of speech and freedom of press, a freedom of religion, right? Form opinions, whatever. And that has has started to be diminishing. Right. Oh, you don't have to say that. If you say anything, that's like uh, radical. That's something. You know, they they put it in some kind of. Um, category and they censor you and they dehumanize you, they, they do the same thing. And uh, also when you see the, the, all these uh, uh, enforcement uh, uh, agency, like the judicial agency has been used against uh, they are not independent anymore. They've been used, they've been politicized and they've been used against specific uh, people with a different idea, you know. So even if even if there is a very bad idea, there should be a freedom of speech anytime, anywhere in America, because that's the heritage that the forefathers of this country gave us. Let me ask. Now think about this real quick. Um, real quick, yes, I've heard about uh, Web 3.0. So Web 1.0 was basically the first web, and then 2.0 was interaction with, you know, first web, there was one, no interaction. 2.0 is basically your interaction with the web, being able to sell, being able to buy, being able to click a button, be able to make things happen. Uh, 3.0 is almost beyond that. So now you're wearing goggles, and you're actually in, interacting almost with the web. So that would be 3.0. Um, so they're basically looking at it. At web has progressed into different stages of the Internet. That's the logic behind the the 3.0. So basically, this is somebody from another country, right, who's basically – and look, it's easy to, to do to control people when they don't know what they've had, right, when they don't know what they've got, when they've never lived here, when they only think that everything is bad. But when you live here and you've experienced it, you have to destroy it from every aspect. Absolutely every aspect. Think about it. We are at a point now where you can't vote. You should vote, but I'm just telling you that's broken. You're right. This is everything we're being told. That's broken. Government's bad. They're coming for us. Um, the right's bad. The left's bad. Um, our money's bad. Our, go our, stu our education's bad. Our healthcare's bad. Our law enforcement's bad. Everything's bad. Everything. What do you think they're going to do? What do you think they're going to say? Well, we got to completely change it. We got to change it over. We got to switch it over. And there's going to be that tipping point that's going to force that. And you have other people from other countries that are basically like, hey, I know more about your history than you do. Let me ask you this. Now, we both, we, we, there's a right and there's a left, right? right? But there's extreme right and extreme left. But what it sounds like is what the communists try to do is get rid of that right and left and put everybody in the middle where they don't think 
right? Which is wipe everything out. So you, yeah. you're not too far right, but you're not too far left. They yeah. want you just in the middle so that they can control you. Because if you start to lean one way, you get a little bit out of control. If you start to lean the other way, you get a little bit out of control. Is that, you think that's a true statement? I mean, you think that's kind of what, what yeah, they were? That's true statement, but, um, so that will, uh, destroy our freedom of speech. Even right. the left, we have to know our enemy. If there is only freedom of speech that we will know our, uh, an enemy of this country, if there is one, which is far right or far left. Right. If we, if we ban the freedom of speech, the freedom to to make assembly, then we wouldn't know what's happening in this country. Right. The more in danger is the country's uh, survivor. If you right. ban all the freedom of speech, you will endanger this country's survival in the future. That's why, look, America is now has been uh, divided so much. You know, right. America is this idealist and um, and and powerful and super powerful country until now, but now it's been deteriorating from inside and with this defi- divisive uh, policy and uh, and the indoctrinate our uh, the, the young generation is to be a communist, not respecting their value, not respect their heritage, not respecting their history. If you don't respect your history, you will not make any history. The young generation will never ever a great history if they don't admire a historic figure who has done a great things in this country 200, 100 years ago. This is like a common sentence, you know? All right. He's a smart guy, like, I, and I, I enjoyed talking to him. He's basically saying, look, they're destroying, if you destroy your your history, you can't make history. Like, you can't, it's just, it doesn't allow you to progress because you don't realize where you are. Okay. You don't realize what has, what has been bad for a country, what didn't work, what we shouldn't do, what they tried that and it didn't work. So let's move forward and let's, let's move on. Right. So it is a destruction of our values of who we are and how we basically proceed this country, which is, it's a good country. And other countries look at this and say, man, this is a great country. But that's what they're trying to destroy in it. I mean. And right. The reason we run away from my country is they killed all our um, uh, patriotic figures in that country. So the only thing. So the reason he ran away is anybody that was patriotic, they killed them. Once they used them. Once they use them to fight against the, the other con- the other communist country and the other thing, and they're like, "Oh, we won!" Okay, all you guys come with me. What? Yeah, just just walk in here. You're gonna get your trophies. Uh, they're they're small trophies, and we're gonna hand them to you very quickly. And they never came out of their trophy room. Left is we ran away. You know, in 2020, when Trump was elected, a lot of young people were, I'm running away to, to Canada. And even if you think Trump is not a good, um, has a bad idea, you have to face him. You have to be, you have, you are a children of these heroic figures like uh, George Washington, Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton. You are the son of the others of that generation. Then-
Okay, so basically what he's saying here, because he, he's getting kind of excited here. So basically what he's saying is that once the, we had the election, and, and, he, and he meant, he didn't mean Trump, he meant Biden. Uh, people are like, hey, I'm out of here, this bullshit. You have to, he's saying you have to accept it and you have to stay. You have to fight for your country. Like when people are like, well, I'm leaving, I'm out of here. No, I'm staying and I'm fighting for my country, meaning I'm going to go ahead and vote and, and, and next time and, you know, get into office not pick up uh, weapons, is, but basically see what the forefathers did and continue on with this, the country that we have. Don't destroy it. They have to face it. They face their enemy. They did not run away. They could run away, right? Uh, when they yeah, when you, let me ask you. So they, they, it's very interesting that's happening in America. It makes me very scared because... I don't want this country to be like any African state being divided with race and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, America is being founded on a Judeo-Christian value on a, and on a common law. So everyone who comes here has to be assimilated and integrated in, the, in, in that system because that's the main, that's the foundation of the country to, to this country to be united and strong. Right. So right. So they they they've been teaching everything against this country's foundation, values, and um, history, and that will create a very very dangerous result because we have seen on our in African state, on my country, this divide. When tribalism happening in a country, that's the end of the story of this country. Okay. When tribalism happens in the country, that's the end of the country. Done. One of the reasons, and I don't know if Will's still in here, but I remember asking him, and I remember asking another YouTuber or or listening to him talk about it, is there are so many tribalisms and tribes in places like Afghanistan and stuff like that that it's to to bring the country together is almost impossible because it's tribalism. And like I said, the fall of the Soviet Union you, they broke up one of the largest countries and broke it up technically with no nukes being fired. They just said, boom, you're broken all up. Take down that wall. Once you start to get tribalism, and you tell me out there, are we reaching tribalism? Are we reaching that point? Are we being pushed to that point? Are we being brainwashed to that point? Now, Liberty's probably not watching this, and he won't. But the problem is, is he should, and people should let him know about it because he's a part of it. He's a part of it. When you start to say that stuff, when you start to, you know, hey, and push this stuff that's not true, you're brainwashing. You're part of the destruction of this country. Show me proof. And, and, and look, I list myself as Sage News Live, right? I list myself as news. Now, do I have opinion? I do have opinion. But when I bring something that's news, I try to bring as much as I possibly can to say here. Here's where I got this information. And there's opinion and there's news. And when right now there's a lot of opinion and, or, that is swayed towards certain topics, certain headlines, certain things, and pushed that way, right? And you have to be able to say, okay, look, this is news, and here's what's actually going on. I've done that with the ships in regards to Monkey. I'm like, no, these are not ships that are sitting there. Let's not tell people that these are all these Thousands of ships are all container ships, and they're not moving. Let's not tell people that if it's not true. 
Because that you start to push people into that side. Tribalism. Really, that's what's going to happen. So I don't believe in any race. I believe in value, in culture. So anybody, I don't want to be defined by the color of my skin. I want to be defined by the ideas and beliefs that I believe. That's what defines me more than my color of skin. There are more than a billion black people in Africa, and we fight each other. We we being racist to each other. We kill each other. I want. I'm gonna play it again. There's a bill. I mean, he doesn't know the number. He's just making up. He's exact. You know, exaggerating. So don't take him to an exact number. All right. So one of just back it up here a little bit. Boop, listen up. I don't want to be defined by the color of my skin. I want to be defined by the ideas and beliefs that I believe. That's what defines me more than my color of skin. There are more than a billion black people in Africa, and we fight each other. We we being racist to each other. We kill each other. We we have war among each other. So uh, this um race uh and gender ideology race ideology all this is bullshit all this boom i'm gonna make that a short because that needs to be understood by somebody who lived it who was there i get tired and book girl sorry i I get tired of people who saying well i read a book motherfucker i was there And I don't swear, but this gets me fired up. Fired up. You want to read a book? You want to see this? You want to think what you think? Let me know when you lived there for 18 years. I'm going to take that guy or girl's opinion. That person. I'm going to actually, when they can show me. When you've been shot at for trying to escape communism. Then you can come talk, and and that's where I have this issue, and that's where I have the problem with this stuff. And 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 if you're like, well, there's racism there, racism here, there's there, it's everywhere. People don't like people sometimes, but if you ain't lived there, and if you ain't seen it, because I've talked to a lot of Asian, Japan, uh, Korean. They did the same thing. Somebody Google the taking. It's not actually the word. The cake taking of Nanking. The, it's actually the R word, but it's the Google the taking of Nanking. When Japan came in and wiped out a whole town. Killed. All both Asian. They took their own people as slaves in China and Korea. Is nonsense, you know, and all the African American who has been living for hundred years are Americans. They should claim it; they are part of this because their value. They don't have any common with my ancestor. My, they don't. If you've lived here, he's saying you don't. You don't have any common with me. You're American. Get over it. You have no. My ancestors. I wish he's probably going to say. I wish you're American. You're American. He says, somebody who's lived it says, you don't, I'll back it up. Really, that's what's going to happen. So 
I don't believe in any, any race. I believe in value in culture. So anybody, I don't want to be defined by the color of my skin. I want to be defined by the ideas and beliefs that I believe. That what defines me more than my color of skin. There are more than a billion black people in Africa, and we fight each other. We we being racist to each other. We kill each other. Right. We we have war among each other. So uh, this um, race uh, and gender ideology, race ideology, all this is bullshit. All this is nonsense, you know. And all the African American who has been living for hundred years are Americans. They should claim it. They are part of this because they are valid. They don't have any common with my ancestor. My, they don't. They, they are originally from Africa, but they've been here. They've been part right. of this great nation, and they are American more than anybody, more than me, who I, who I come six years ago. You know, right, right. <laughs> so well, and, and I don't know why they hate this country. You know, you bring up a good point, and and the point was, you. Listen, you're coming from someplace else, right? You're coming from someplace else, but you're you're bringing your current your culture to our country. You're not trying to change our country's culture, right? You're just bringing it so that other people can see your culture, see who you are, decide if they, oh man, I really like this guy. I want to hang out. Let's do, you know. But you're not trying to change our country, and and because this this is why you came here is yeah. because of this. And if you change it, then where where can anybody go? So you right. become an animal of the country that gives his opportunity of freedom and uh, liberty. You know, you be. So if I try to change, once I come here, if I try to change your history, your right. value, even if I had, I have this uh, similar culture with the American, the Judeo-Christian value stuff. But I don't. My um, the American uh, historical figures. I'm not the uh, son of uh, Jefferson. <laughs> but right. if I read what Jefferson believes, if Correct. I believe in that idea, technically I'm his child because I believe in what he believes. So we need to define what to be mean the 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 children of this great nation. It means it should be defined by the value. It should be defined by the ideas of this country, not by the, the 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 bad side of the history, not but what personality of each person. Right. Now, but what was the idea? Like I was telling you, you know, uh, Noam Chomsky, he's a uh, socialist, intellectual, linguistic American. Right. He was very, he's very famous in our country. Our mm -hmm. leaders, they loved him so much. They loved him because what he wrote, his books are, believe it, the same idea of other leaders. So they become one. Right. Citizenship, on a background, they are different people. Even the government, the leaders in our country claims that America is our enemy. Yet, Noam Chomsky is their friend because, and I believe them because they have the same idea. Right. So why do you have, uh, if I'm, I'm an enemy of these leaders who have a different idea of our, my father, our forefather's heritage, and then if they have the same idea, if Sage has a uh, from New Hampshire, I don't know, but have the same idea value like me, then you are my comrade. You are my part of struggle. All right. So basically what he says, he says, look, I, I want to be defined on who I am, not by color of my skin. I want to be able to read the history and understand what Jefferson wanted, what 
Benjamin Franklin wanted, what all these other people wanted, right? I want to be able to pick what I want, even from, from Norm, good old Norm Gomsky, uh, whatever his name is, even from Lenin and, and Mao. But I want to be able to, to decide what I want, okay? And if I, when I, when I come here, I'm not bringing my, forcing my culture upon you. I'm bringing it, but I'm not trying to change it in, into mine. But I want to know and I want to learn. I want to understand. And then once if, hey, if Sage also likes, let's say he and then he says, well, I like Jefferson and I like what he thought and I like the process and the way government should be. Um, or let's say if it's science, whatever it is, he's saying that if we both like this, then we're we're on the same team. We're comrades. We're we're that makes us that gives us a common ground to be able to say, yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and I agree with that. And, and then you communicate and you debate. Right. Not color of his skin, not anything. And he's going to go on to basically explain a little bit more. So, but here, like, you know, when Biden said to the African-American, say, if you, are, if you are not elected me, you're not black. That's what he told him. Right. That's crazy because. When Biden said, hey, if you're not elected me, then you're not black. He's like, well, what? What? <laughs> right. I am black, but I, I may have a different idea. Right. The other guy might have a different eye. Who said that all black people thinking the same? There are 54 countries, more than 100 billion uh, uh, black people in, in India. In uh, Black people are all over the world. So we, we just cannot put that in, in one box because of our color. They, this is actually worse racism than, uh, than, um, than an open racism, really. I respect the guy who is racist more to me directly than this guy putting me in a category of a billion people because of my color skin without knowing who I am. I right. don't. He's basically saying, and, and this is a big point. This is actually a good point people should, you know, should think about. You're putting me in a box. You have no idea what I think, who I am, and what's going on. And you're just saying, if you don't do this, you're just, you're not, you're not black. And he's like, look, man. He, he, uh, I would rather somebody come to me and, and be a racist person than do what you're doing. You're more, you're worse by doing that, by putting me in that category and doing that. That's worse racism. That's actually a very, and that's like uh, undermining you as a person, as a human being. It's dehumanizing because they don't believe that you have an idea except your color of skin. That's actually extreme racism. That's the reason that I really want to come out and speak because why this guy is putting every one of us in the same box because right. of our system. And what was there some way when he first came into power in in your country when he in 1991 was there some changes that he made immediately? Like what changes that did he make immediately? Or, were, or was it already kind of there? Okay, so in, when he came to our country in 1991, so we have this very powerful revolutionary army who defeated Ethiopia and also uh, Russian uh, uh, Soviet officers, by the way. Right. So what's happening in Ukraine now, all this uh, uh, heavy bombardment, artillery yeah. bombardment, that's ha what happened to our revolution. One fourth of our people run away from their cities and live it in a mountain area with this revolution group. So when he came there, so we created a very, very powerful army against the Soviet Union, against the Ethiopian regime. So we had this very powerful army, and they are the first uh, you know, after our independence, 
They said we need a salary. We cannot. We served almost for 30 years. We served there out there in the mountains with no money. And that's understandable. But now we got our nation, so we need our salary to take care of our family. And they they put him in a jail. And he said, you know what? I would like to give the money, but there is no any money in this country. There is not. It's been destroyed by war. There is nothing. And then when, okay, and then they understood, he let him go from the jail and he became the president and he destroyed that army. He created this new military camp that I was trained. He created that in order to do social engineering and creating a very weak and feminized army. Okay, here we go. Now, this is where you take down the military. I'm back it up a little bit and we'll listen. This is where the military gets taken down. There is no any money in this country. There is not. It's been destroyed by war. There is nothing. And then when, okay, and then they understood, he let him go from the jail and he becomes a president and he destroyed that army. He created this new military camp that I was trained. He created that in order to do social engineering and creating a very weak and feminized army very weak and feminized army what do you mean by that the the army the army came from the revolution was very very powerful army they were fighting against their enemy they were uh very hero so they could easily overthrow him so and when created this new military camp to indoctrinate younger generation created a new army that will be uh, obedient to the government weak and mentally enslaved that's the reason he created the all right so then he says okay he had the strong army and they whooped him they beat they beat him back and he says okay we, we took this country but then he says "Ooh, this this could be bad right this having this strong army could be bad they could overthrow me once they realize that you know i'm not a good person so i need them to be um weak and not as strong as they were maybe we should put them in um high heel shoes uh no that's not what they said but we did that uh maybe we should lower the standards uh for the military and this is basically how they said you know okay now remember they're controlling the food they're controlling the money they control everything so once you control everything once you control the money it's very easy to sway people any way you want to sway them right and i say this all the time you know they're not coming for your guns they're not coming knocking on your door the irs is not going to storm I'm telling you right now, they're not going to storm uh, businesses and stuff with, with, with arm. All they have to do is shut off your bank account your, and shut off your kid's bank account, shut off your wife's bank account, shut off anybody that's connected to your bank account, and you're going to come to them. You're going to come to them. And that is where uh, digital control, digital currency, and digital everything that we're on is a huge problem military uh, conscription in 1991. So that's how he started his campaign. Okay. So was there anything like right now we have stuff going on that they're, that they're doing like um, critical race theory and all this other type stuff. What what, was there anything he started right away that you can kind of see the same thing happening now when he came in? Yeah. So so uh, that's what I was trying to mention, you know, like, oh, so when I say he created the military training camp, it was not only to get trained like a military exercise. It's, 
is there for us to be trained to be uh, to be obedient, mm-hmm. to be uh, feminized, and not to be a threat to the regime's uh, power. So when I say oh, feminized, I don't mean like. So like what's happening here is now everything is over sexualized. Even the men are oh, 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 like very feminized and they, they don't act like a manly. The, the man thinks like a woman and the woman thinks like a man. That's like a crazy thing, you know? So like if you, if you take, for example, TikTok, you know, what's been happening there? It's all sexualized. Even um, and uh, there is a lot of over-sexualized that's happening in America. So everybody has the right to do whatever they like, but we have to sit on a national level. If you uh, over-sexualize it, if you make your man a woman, and if you make your uh, woman a man, so that's a very dangerous uh, indoctrination that's happening in, the, in this country. That's, that's really, really bad because you just thinking to run away. You don't have your, you know, man is provider, protector, according to the tradition. That's why they were fighting against the British and they liberated this country, you know. They were protecting their women. They were protecting their, their children. They were protecting the, the territory of this country. But I'm, I'm like doubting myself sometimes if the American has been over feminized, are they going to be able to fight to Russia? Are they- okay. So what happened in his, basically in his country is one of the things is they did the same thing. They took them, they took the men and basically feminized them and said, look, because they didn't want strong soldiers to overthrow the government. They didn't want these people to come back and say, whoa, wait a minute and do this. Right. They wanted them to be weak and, and they want everybody to say, I don't care. Um, and they just want that. So, here you do the same thing. It's that mass confusion. So he's now he's looking at this and saying, look, holy crap. If, if these people, you defend your woman, you defend your house. That's the man's job. That's the man's role in, in our species, right? We, you know, if, if we're being taught that that's not our job and it's, it's being switched and the women and all this other stuff, what happens when it's really time to step up to the plate? What happens when basically, let's say, Russia puts boots on the ground, let's just say, or something does happen, you, you, you don't stand up. And it's not just about physical fisticuffs, okay? Standing up is not just about physical fisticuffs. Standing up is also about your mental game, your mind, your, your thought, your knowledge. You're wanting to know, hey, that's not right. We shouldn't do that. I should run for office. I sh- I'm not going to agree to that. Hey, uh, that's actually, you know, officers that are like, that's not, I, I, that's not the Constitution. That's not this. That's not that. Th- this is basically what we need to understand. And that's what he's talking about. You're going to be able to fight to Chinese. Hold on. You know? And this is happening in a media war, a cultural war. Slowly, they... they they made the Americans uh, men to hate their country right. and to, to, to feminize them. That means they kind of face them. By the way, there, this is a reality. When in a war, if you are not strong enough to fight the Russian, the Chinese on the ground, you cannot just 
win the war. That's why China is expanding all over. You know, China is taking over our country in Djibouti, in Africa. They're taking uh, all over this country. And they, they, their media, they separated it. They have a different TikTok. They have a different YouTube. They, they have a different Facebook. Mm-hmm. They created their sovereignty on controlling what kind of information going out to our people because they will, the, these ideas, we are the result of ideas. So I, maybe right now we don't see it, but maybe in 20, 30 years, what's going to happen with this young generation that we have? Are they going to be competitive with the other world? Right. I mean, are they going to be strong to compete with the other world. That's the main. And, and and this is where, like I said, it's not just physical. It's are we going to be competitive with, with, with countries like China and Korea and Japan mentally, mentally. I mean, listen to him speak from Africa. I guarantee you he, he's smarter than a lot of the people in this country already. There are people that couldn't compete with somebody that was in Africa. Right? I, I, sorry to say it, but it's true. I mean, we see it all the time on, on, on dice and stuff like that. What's the capital of the United States? You know, wh- which side is the Atlantic Ocean? It's like, wh- and they don't know the answer. And some of them are in college. It's like, what? We're destroying our youngest, you know, mm-hmm. whether we consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, so that that's like that's what happened to us. The reason young people are running away instead of facing this regime in our country is because they been convinced us that we are weak, we are unable to do, we are we are a victim, we are all these things. They made us uh, to be obedient with indoctrination, not like with only power, with indoctrination. It's not with a physical only, but with indoctrination, with media, with idea, with books, with education system, with all these things uh, made us uh, to be obedient, to be weak, to hate our country, to hate our value, to run away from our beloved country, even though it's rich. Right. So basically, this is what I'm listening to, right? You go on places like Phil, like Liberty, right? And, the, and I, I'm sorry, I'm poking at these people because these are the ones that are out there. These are the ones that are going to the stuff and broadcasting and people are, thousands of people are jumping in their lives. And all these people are what? They're, what are they doing? They're weak. They're sitting. They've been indoctrinated. They're waiting for the Nisarmai. They're waiting for this, this free stuff to come. They're waiting for the white horses and, and Trump to come back and say, I'm the real man and this is all ploy. They're just sitting there waiting. And the, the people, the, the people like Mike and the people like Bill are the ones guiding them down that road, guiding them into this indoctrination. These are the people that are just, you are destroying our country, Mike. You are making people weak. You are catering to them rather than saying, look, pay your bills, find another job, cut some, get rid of some of your debt, do this stuff because it's not, nothing in life is going to be free. He wants nothing free. He wants to earn everything now because he lived a life of free and he saw what it got him. It got him slavery. You can run away from your beloved country, even it can grab, uh, provide you all the things that you need if you don't 
if you don't uh, if you don't learn how to love it, how to defend it, how to, so we need we need to recreate. We need to fight this cultural war, this media war, this ideological war. We need to fight it. So, and I'm here to fight it. <laughs> and because, like I listen, I don't go against reading books. Book girl. It's not a book. You can go ahead and just Google what it was. I'm not going against reading books. What I'm saying is, you're saying you should only read books. And books are the only thing. And if you don't read a book, you can't talk about it. And if there's no, if you haven't read 17 books on a topic, you don't know what you're talking about and you shouldn't teach it. And what I would say is to anybody, sorry, but bitch, I lived it. So you're not going to hear what you want to hear. You're going to hear what you're, you have to hear from this channel from now on. So what I'm saying is, when you've got somebody who's lived it, I can put the book down. Because I got where I am without a book. And I'm doing pretty well. So I understand how the importance of books. But let's listen to the people who lived it, who were there. Just once. But we don't. We listen to 60 seconds of information and we're on to the next one. People uh, will be offended. You know what I'm talking about. This they will, a lot of people can make get offended, but I don't care because we need to defend this country. You know, needs this country needs to be competitive. The young needs to be competitive, like the old generation. Right. This country became powerful because of the young people who fought for this country because they fought tooth and nail. Look, this young young they ran away because Trump was elected. They ran away. Think about if the Russia came here or Chinese came here. What would what would they do? They run away all far. You know they need to. We need to defend this country. And book girl, you literally have an interactive book right here. Right here, you've got an interactive book. And we don't have any physical war that to defend now, but we have a psychological cultural war happening in this country. Right. And you've seen what happens. You've seen what happens when when you've lived it. You lived it until you were eighteen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, extreme, but it, it, it's still that that ideology, and it's still that thought process, and it's still that mentality. And it's first they ba so basically they get rid of your ability to think. They get rid of your education. They get rid of your knowledge, your critical thinking, your common sense, mm -hmm. and then they tell you what to think. Yes, and that's. And so it, it, at, at this point, you know, right and left, they want you basically just flatlined. They, they want you where they can control you. Yes. And at that point, you, they got you. And it's very hard to get out because once you're in, it's very, very They teach you to hate this country. They teach you, oh, this country is racist. This country is um, bad. So mm -hmm. they, they don't use the same word that our leader used, like imperialist stuff like that, but they use the same message. Right. This country is really racist, um, you know, imperialist. Uh, this country is very bad. This country is anti its own citizens. No, it's not. It's taken, right. it gives me, I'm not a citizen, I'm a refugee, you know, like I, I'm a refugee, but it gives me the opportunity of like any citizen in America, like you. Right. So this country is a great nation that gives equal opportunity. 
but it cannot give equal result. You know, you need to work for that. Anybody has to work for that to 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 bring right. a better result. It can give you an equal opportunity, but it can't give you an equal result. America can give you an equal opportunity, but it cannot give you an equal result. But the opportunity that this country gives is really, really all grateful. You know, it's amazing. And we well, should not learn against that. We should not learn it at all. Right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I think this was a great interview. And, and um, I appreciate the fact that you came here and you realized, man, this is a great company. I really, a country, I really want to work hard and, and make something of it. And I appreciate the, the journey that you're now on to teach the rest of everybody else how bad it could be. And what we actually have, where some of us are taking it for granted. Because it's not like this every place else. Yeah. So I do want to thank you for coming on. You want to say anything? Any last uh, statements? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Sage, for having me, for giving the opportunity to to tell my story and to to be part of this all uh, great nation. I really appreciate the American uh, freedom loving people, and they should. I will. I I have this last message that message that I want to give to the Americans and to the people who listen to me. They they need to respect their they we need to respect our his, the history of this nation the culture of this nation the Judeo Christian of this nation the Judeo Christian value of this nation and the, the the value system of the liberty and freedom of this nation we should not let the government take away any uh, heritage that we have from us no if we let the government something to take from us they will take everything from us sooner or later that's my last message absolutely absolutely well thank you so much for coming on again um i'm gonna go ahead and end this one here and as always stay safe sage out all right so that was my interview with him and, and i look girl this is a, a bad way to throw down i understand what you're saying here's the issue there has been many times that you said if you haven't read a book you can't teach anything you can't do anything you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be talking about it. i'm not going to debate you unless you've read 17 books on the topic I'll do, I can debate you on things. You can throw an argument out. I've got enough common sense. I've got enough, enough knowledge and history and wisdom in the life that I've lived to probably debate topics like this because that's the life I've lived. I bet you he hasn't read a book on communism. I bet you he, but he basically lived it. So you're going to tell him to read a book on what he lived? Hey, you know what? You should read a book on communism and you should read a book on Africa and you should read a book. On... What? What? You're kidding me, right? That's like you telling me to read a book on trucking. What? Move on. So anyways, this is where you can see them pushing this ideology and they're basically, guess what? They're having us do it. So when you have people like Libert and Jeff B and Phil and then you have the, the left which I don't know the names and unfortunately they push theirs which forces the right and everybody's now fighting basically each other and then we all get to the point where we're just like I don't care because what's going to happen like I said we talk about it all the time and I'll tell you what I hope that Libert realizes that there are going to be a lot of people destroyed by the information that he's giving out when it doesn't come true. And he has to live with that. Unless he turns into the next Alex Jones and lawsuits start coming. And I think that's the next phase. 
I really believe that that Alex Jones was the next face. And there will be financial repercussions based on that type of stuff. And that's how, guess what? Financial repercussions need IRS people. But they're not coming to your door because they can just turn off your money and do the same amount of damage. They can turn off family members' money. They can turn off, they can do, if they truly wanted to, well, they wouldn't do that. Really? Talk to the Canadians. Talk to the Canadians on what happened when they turned off insurance, when they turned off bank accounts. Talk to the Canadians. Tell me about it. So everybody that's pushing to the right and everybody that's pushing to the left, you guys keep doing that shit. You keep pushing that and, and grinding, and you keep pushing that ideology, bringing those people in. You know what? I, I got to be me. And, and if you guys want to grift and, and grow to be monstrous and I just got to still be me pushing out this, just who I am. Just who I am. But you guys created a monster and uh, I blame Will. No, I, I'm just saying that it's one of those things that I'm now, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it together, but there's going to be times now that I'm just going to get fired up about it. But you're not going to hear, you know, I'm not babying you through stuff anymore. You're going you're gonna to hear what you need to hear. And you're going to need to hear it the way it needs to be said because it needs to get through and it needs to be, it needs to hit you in the teeth and you need to feel it and be like, Whoa, okay. No kidding. Yeah. When that happens. And I'm going to be, I'm going to have to be that guy. And, and if there's going to be a lot of hate and a lot of that, that go, okay, fire away in the comments. Uh, you're, anybody that disagrees with me when I have the call in show is welcome to click the link. Bring it on. I don't care who you are. But I'll debate you respectfully, and it stays here, and it's done, and we move on. That's it. So that being said, I want to thank everybody for swinging in um, and doing this interview. I've got another interview, which um, she Van Fleet, that'll be the last interview that she actually lived there during the Cultural Revolution. So that's another one that's an interactive book. And that's one we're going to talk about. And then I just hooked up with another interview um, that I'm going to do with probably Will, which is going to be a good one also. Um, so I want to thank you guys for that because, like I said, please like and subscribe. YouTube hates me now, uh, but that's fine. Um, but... I need you guys to hook me up like a tow truck and share this out and get this out so everybody can kind of see it if you have any, you know, Facebook and all that other stuff. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get the music uh, and I'm going to duck on out of here. Thanks, everybody. Your work. I'm sick of you talking and you got the wrong one. I'm taking your king and I need a wrong one.